0: Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, where we go inside and under the flooring industry.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast. And we've got a very special guest with us today, but before we get to him... Of course, General Manager of Clever Choice, Michael Roberts. Welcome. How are you, mate? Not
0: feeling the best. Blues went down. Yeah. Wasn't happy. Now we've got Cleary out, so there's a lot of talk around who's going to take the halves position. Well, I think it's all over. I don't care
1: who takes the halves. I think it's all over.
0: You reckon it's all over? Yeah. You don't reckon they'll come? Not at Suncourt. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking we really needed the team to, to pick it up in the next one. And I just think with all this uncertainty around who's going to lead the team around, Tedesco's probably out of form, we could truly say. Like, he had a good game on the
1: weekend, but... He was bad last week for origin.
0: Yeah. Everyone's saying how good he was, no. but I was like...
1: Oh, Terrible. Man, stop running sideways.
0: Terrible. Like, the, he creates energy. He leads the team by his mm. energy, and he was just so flat, dropping balls. And the worst, I reckon, was that tackle on the sideline where oh he my could have, It was like he paused, and it, I've never seen him pause. Like, usually, mm. he's full in.
1: It was almost like he was playing for the Tigers.
0: Yeah, let's not go there. Mm. Anyhow, moving on to our uh, our, our guest. Let's
2: get to
1: someone important.
0: Yeah, Okay, yeah, Let's leave the tigers alone. Okay. Um,
1: Jimmy Williams joins us from Andersons at Helen's Vale. Owner.
2: Good morning, fellas. How are you, mate? Living the dream. Yeah, absolutely living the dream,
1: mate. Before we get into the important stuff, blues or maroons?
2: Not a question. Queensland all day, okay. every day. Yeah. Oh, we got another Excellent. one. Okay. That's
1: fine. So you, you're one of the happy ones.
2: I brought a broom for you, blacks. So. I tell you what,
1: I'm tipping 3-0 Yeah I think we had to, New South Wales had to win the first one
2: oh, Especially yeah. when you had 10, we only had 10 players and we still won, it was all over
1: Yeah Yeah,
0: oh, that, that's, that just shows Everyone talks about the heart and the passion and being down, losing a player Admittedly you had 14 on the field at to one point there
2: Are you talking <laughs> about the penalty count? <laughs> <laughs> that went in New South Wales' favour. No, we're talk- I think he was
1: more talking about Lindsay Collins on for that six oh, seconds yeah. that they got the penalty for that yeah. made no difference to the no, game whatsoever. Yeah. No, it
0: didn't make any difference, but, you know, you just got to remind the it's Queensland. Fun, it's, isn't
1: it funny that such a... That can happen. Yeah. Like, they've got cards that they have to hand over. They've got all this stuff that has to happen for someone to enter the field of play. Yeah. And they still had 14 on the field. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it.
2: No, no I think it's happened before. AFL, it happens a bit.
0: Yeah, well,
1: they got fifty on the field. <laughs> like, yeah, well, they got people coming yeah, and going all game. They do,
0: but yeah. the league, like you said, they got cards on the side. They got officials stand. They got more officials than they got players. Yeah, really like we said, it didn't make any difference on the game. It yeah. was a split second changeover. They obviously got a monetary fine, which I think everyone accepts. But you're right. How does it
1: happen? Monetary fine. Who pays that? Queensland Rugby League. Yeah. Please.
2: Thirty grand. Billy Slater. Please. Chump change for him.
1: He just goes to the paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got sacks of them under his bed So you got tickets to the game?
2: No, I'm actually not a rugby league man Oh really? Oh, no. okay So we're a basketball and AFL family at our place But obviously we watch Origin
0: yeah. So when you say basketball, you're talking about NBA?
2: No, NBL, NBL? I, like, I like the local stuff Yeah. yeah. So we, we were heavily involved in basketball on the Gold Coast so I was president for the local association for 10 years Yeah. And now I sit on Basketball Queensland's board So yep. yeah, we're heavily involved and we love the game yeah. I was
0: actually very disappointed when I moved to Queensland nearly 12 years ago. My son and I, or my sons and I, got into that. Back then, the Gold Coast had a team. Yeah, uh, Was it the Blazers? The Blaze. Blaze, yeah, yeah Blaze. So, the Blazers. Blazers. That's what they did after the
1: game. Yeah. yeah. So, we're like, you know
0: what? We're going to get into basketball because my kids were into it at a younger age. And we started going. I think we went to six games when they had it at the exhibition centre there.
2: Yeah.
0: And then, literally, the next season, there's no team.
2: No, we're under. Uh, there's talk of the team coming back in a couple of years, I reckon. Yeah, good consortium getting together, and oh, I'm pretty confident they'll come back here. Yeah, We should be good. Oh, because I like we're we're see really a, see a clever choice box there yeah. outside. It'd be good. Won't have to buy tickets.
0: <laughs> Definitely, well, you bring them back, and <laughs> we'll be in on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny, basketball is a funny sport. Like I was, never knew about it. Get to high school, and basketball's the thing, right? And Started in year seven. It did coincide with, I went. I started year seven in 87. So it coincided with Michael Jordan coming onto the scene. So basketball was a thing. And then loved it. Got in with the Kings, used to go to, a teacher at my school was an assistant coach at the Kings and we used to go and watch the Sydney Kings all the time. And it was amazing. And then it's funny then, I, and I played it and I played it for probably 10 years and then nothing. But then I found that I've become a casual observer of it again.
2: Yeah, I think the NBL, you own it, who owns a whole lot, Larry Kessler done a really good job. Yeah. It's probably bigger now than what it was in its heyday in the 90s in Australia, I think.
0: Yeah. Actually, I was watching, uh, I can't even remember what it was, maybe Sports Sunday or something on the weekend, and they had Luke Longley on. And all the shops are now broadcasting Luke Longley jerseys. So there's a lot of talk with this new Netflix series with Jordan and all that. Well, and he it, doesn't
1: even get a he doesn't even really get a run. Old Luke, no, he left he, down the
0: cold. he didn't. And uh, they that's what they will say. They yeah. uh, oh, they think think they feel sorry for him. So now they're bringing these jerseys. Uh, yeah, they,
2: he didn't get a mention. And then obviously ABC did a story on mm. Longley and Jordan come on and said a big part Luke was, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that's.
1: It was when I guess. You you would have watched it? Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible.
2: It was unreal. As soon as it came out, I was... man. I binged it in a day. (laughs) It was like, I just can't
1: stop. It's... I did, though, as an Australian, I was like, well, you did win three championships with your pal. Like, he doesn't get a mention. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some fallout, though. There's been some fallout from that. Like, him and Scotty Pippen have had a bit of a falling out. But I think, yeah, I think that's...
0: But like sports, like business, right? When you watch that series, I actually learn a lot from that series and relate a lot of it back to what we do here. And obviously, you got your leaders in the team. You then got to build your defensive, like bringing Rodman into the team, and then obviously he went after Luke Longley.
2: Is Greg your Rodman?
0: Greg is definitely my rod. Greg would be, actually. Yeah. That's
1: a good, that's really
2: good. Is that good. the earrings and the lipstick? Or yeah, yeah.
0: 100% You to see him on the weekends. Where's dresses? Yeah. But you, you're right. It, it, there's a lot of similarities. And I think when we look at our business and a lot of the analogies I use is we are a team.
2: You're only yeah. as good as your team. And, and a lot of people, and I've been lucky enough or unlucky enough, depends what you talk to, have been in a lot of different businesses. And you're only as good as your team. And that's something my old man taught me. Your business, when you're not there and it's running, that's a reflection of how you're going. That's we've always done that. You've got to give your, you've got to give your Gregs and your Tonys and all these people freedom to go and make mistakes and get better. Otherwise, you're doing everything.
1: Well, it is funny because and we'll get, we will actually talk about something other than basketball in a minute. But two championships that Jordan wins, like John Paxson shoots makes a shot to win it, and Steve Kerr makes a shot to win it. Sure. They don't win without Jordan, but you still need your players there to, to get you over the line. Hundred percent. So yep. it can't be you can't be a one man. I th- and I think that anyone anyone that thinks they have all the answers or that can do everything is going to fail.
2: Kidding themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So talking about team, that's a good place to start. Helen'sville. Yeah. Walk into Anderson's Helen's. I see a dog laying on the floor. I'm now two dogs. Did that, I see the other day? Yeah.
2: Now two two big boys.
0: And family members. So, tell us a little bit about your team there at Helen's.
2: Yeah. Do you want me to go? How we got into? Yeah, Please yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, we had some other brands that we sold back in eighteen, and I just before COVID hit, and we lived in Hope Island, I was playing golf five days a week. I love golf, and yep. my wife said to me, "Babe, I love you. I love the fact that you've had a year off playing golf, but you're not going to make us any money on the PGA Tour because you're not good enough. So, it's time that you." go and get a job or do something i'm like yeah okay and i was googling i downloaded seek anyway i seen anderson's head office anderson's looking for a, like a business development manager and i knew dean lightfoot who then was the business development manager for anderson's prior to getting into anderson's and i rang him up and i said mate you're looking for a support person for franchisees and he said oh, i'd love to have you but why don't you buy a store I'm like really flooring and i'm like Okay, so we went down and caught up with him on the Wednesday and got all the figures and looked them over the weekend and on the Monday we, we bought it.
0: Wow, you don't mess around.
2: No, look, I trust Dean. Like Dean said, he was in Subway and Dean's a good guy and I trusted him and he said, look, it's been a corporate store. that needs somebody in here to drive it and I could see the upside of... And I know from experience corporate stores in multiple brands don't work as well as what stories with an owner the, you don't have buy-in and even though all the staff have stayed yep. I think one's gone on to another job all the staff stay; they've bought into what we've wanted excellent but when it's a corporate store they're happy to just click their check and they don't see the hard work that the I suppose the owners are doing when they're there yeah so that's how we have got into Anderson's and my wife said she only told me the other night she goes I wanted you to get a job not for me to get one because she's <laughs> I couldn't do it without her what she does the back end stuff I'm great with people and staff and fixing fixing problems. I've never put out so many fires in my life in this industry. It's yep. uh, It's opened my eyes to, to coming from food where you stuff up a coffee, it's fifty cents. No worries, I'll make you another one. Yep. To you stuff up a, a floor that hasn't been installed correctly and you're up for three or four grand. So it's yeah, it's different. Yeah, so we got into Anderson's and I'm lucky I've got Obviously, my wife and I've got three sons. I've got Ethan's twenty twenty two as a salesman. Yep. And then I've got twin boys that are apprentices that are learning the laying of the floor. So that's good. Yeah. And then I've got the two St. Bernards that come to work some days. So Mate, these aren't dogs. These are horses.
1: Mate, I've... yeah.
2: Monty's 80 kilos already. Big oh, fella. God. So, I remember when you what first... What do they cost to feed? Cheaper than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah cheaper enough. than the kids. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah. Fair kids point. are moving. Probably cleaner now.
1: than the kids too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cheaper than the kids. Yeah, no, that's a good point. A
0: good it's point. such a family store. I used to live down on, at, at Packers there and I'd call past most afternoons and just pop in and it's just such a good vibe in the shop. As I said, you walk in, the, the St. Bernard sort of pop their heads up. Sometimes they might get up yeah. <laughs> and wander over and other times they're just, no, nah, you come pat me? yeah. yeah. And obviously said, y- your beautiful wife's in there. She's always greeting everyone and your son. So it's a really comfortable place. To come, I, I find myself just pulling up a chair and just hanging out for half an hour.
2: I think the key to two is, and again, we're retailers, so we've come from coffee. So you're, when you come in, I would know, you. oh, Michael, you're a long black drinker. Do you want two sugars or one? You get to know from the retail food side of things what people want. So we try to bring that into Helensvale. It It is a family business, and I think that's really important because when mums and dads or people are making decisions and they go to the good guys or Harvey Norman, for them it seems like a transaction. Same with Andersons, but when they find out it's a family business and and the husband and wife and the children work there, they're more likely to spend their hard-earned, Money with a family business rather than a multinational, even though Harvey Norman and good guys are all individually franchised. Yeah, people don't, a lot of people don't see that. So, that's something that we really get our point across that it is a family business.
0: And as you said, this is not a coffee, like, this is a large transaction. This is some people save their whole lives to renovate their home. So, this is a big decision coming into your store and having your family values and having that. Been able to build that trust that knowing, hey, I'm potentially going to hand over $10,000 here. Uh, you're going to come into my home, you're going to rip it to shreds, and then you've got to put it all back together for us. And ultimately, there's a huge trust that people put in yeah, um, there is. the there flooring retailers.
2: And, and I think Anderson's brand name, like they've been around 60 years. It's what we're finding, again, not having any flooring experience. What we're finding, I mean, I hadn't even heard of Anderson's before. I, I had a mate that, that was a... My next-door neighbour's mate worked at World of Carpets. So I used to get my carpet from him. I had never heard of Andersons. And then when you look into it, they've been around as long as they have. But what we find is we get a lot of, oh, my, my grandparents bought their carpet from you. They told us we had to come to you. Or my mum and dad. So we get a lot of that return customers from the old old days. And Andersons is a family. Like, the guys at – it's a big business for them. But the guys at the head office, you ring them up and they're, they're at Gatton. They're, they're friendly. Yeah. They're, they're the, the girls in the office – Make our jobs a lot easier Yeah I couldn't imagine some of the phone calls That they've got to <laughs> sort of put up with But yeah, they're pretty good Anderson, yeah, good brand I like the business model Like a lot of the other models that we're in mm. I'd paid franchise fees on Yeah, you, so if I sell a coffee for five bucks I was paying your franchise fees on the five bucks Yeah So where with Andersons, You pay your franchise fees on the cost of goods So you're not paying on the margins and stuff that yeah, you course. get, Which is really it's, it's That's our, fair It's great Fair Yeah, it's really good it's a lot, a lot. Well, so I guess it's the
1: way you build trust. It's it, because you buy in then. You're like, oh, you don't feel like you've been taken advantage of. No, nah, that's right. Yeah. What
2: was, what was that look <clears> mate? You, right, mate? You, looked, you look panicked. I, I really, I'm
0: really struggling to hear today. Like, I really, really? I really don't feel like no, I'm, I'm hearing anything through my headphones. You talked to Greg a lot yesterday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just actually because I'm so used to hearing. Can you talk?
2: Yeah, we can hear you fine. Yeah, the
0: microphone everything seems to be working, but it just seems... Yeah, that's better.
2: <laughs> oh, you've actually got to put it on your ear, yeah, you Michael, see, for it to work. Now
0: I can hear. You're right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was actually really... It's probably a bit too loud, whatever you've oh, just for done. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you talk now?
2: Yeah. Is that better?
0: Yeah. Probably go up a little bit. Okay. There we go.
2: Fuck me, mate. That's high maintenance. I've got to say... <laughs> Sorry, mate. it's it Hard work. I'm if you, they're you off,
1: don't pay me enough for this
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get comfortable. I'm like, I'm, oh, could you, I know I wasn't comfortable. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. hear, and I'm yeah. like, is my microphone? Is this? Because the worst part, right? We do all this, and then it doesn't record. Oh
1: Maybe. no, it's always recording. It's yeah, just, what
0: was, it's just, what just what levels
1: making. of shit. Yeah. To reasonably Are you not okay shit. Yeah. You you okay right? now. Yeah. You yeah, feel that, comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for turning me up, so now I can actually hear what's going on. Turning you on. So, Jimmy, you're a family business and I speak, I interview regularly people that are in business and I really enjoy talking to people that work with their spouses. Yeah. I think it's a very special thing. Not necessarily a great thing all the time, but it's a very unique and it takes very special people to do it. I interviewed a lady who has been working with her husband for 35 years in the real estate industry. And I said, how, did you, how do you do that? She said that when they had their kids and the kids were young and stuff, that they would never talk business at home, that they, would, they had to call letterbox. So if they were at home and something business came up, they would leave the house, walk out to the letterbox and discuss business at the letterbox so that, that no one would hear it inside the house. Interesting. I guess everyone's got their way they do it.
2: Yeah, i on the other way. Yeah. Like we've worked together in – we've been in franchising for over – 20 years. Yeah. So we've been together for 30, but then work together for 20. We're the other way. We've always talked business in front of our kids. So our kids, have they would see us working hard and I'd go in seven days a week and they'd see that, but then they would know why we were doing it. So it was, and, and again, no, no ways right or wrong. Yeah. But our kids have grasped, oh, look, they're at work. It's okay. But we, when the kids were little, we were lucky having our own business. We could go, to the sport days, for sure. We could go to the swimming carnivals and the running carnival. We didn't miss. We didn't miss anything. So we were really, mm. I won't say lucky. We worked hard to be able to put ourselves in that situation where we could go and support the kids. And you know, we're grateful now that uh, my kids didn't want to go in any of the food businesses and they weren't interested, unless they were coming over with their mates and getting a free coffee or a free <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> the perks, free of dad owning, yeah, <laughs> opposite the school, a brekkie roll. But now with Andersons, they've embraced it and actually can see themselves. Like especially the twins that they enjoy the lane. I think Ethan will be happy when I go and then he can run the ship. <coughs> He's always looking to do other stuff. He's a bit entrepreneurial. But no, working with my wife is great. Look, I could, like I said, I couldn't do it without Bernadette. And she, like, her strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are her weaknesses. I so th- it works really well to So the, that. the
1: next thing is that I guess you need to have defined roles because yep. there can't be, there can be, but. You can't. There can't be two bosses in a business. Like there needs and and no. And hear me out here. So, if you were both salesmen or you were both customer facing, that would be difficult. Yeah. I think that if you have defined roles in a business and you know what your roles are, and you know that well, she's my. She looks after my weaknesses, and I look after her weaknesses, and we respect that. I think that's how it works.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. And Bernard does all of the back office stuff, and I couldn't do it yeah like I don't have the patience to to be able to do that but she's actually in Anderson's probably the only business where she's been in the at the shop in the counter serving people and so it's been she's enjoyed it yeah a little bit as well and she's learned it it's funny her her family was is in flooring in Victoria and has been like her uncle and her grandfather were in flooring <laughs> for over 50 years really yeah her brother had one of the biggest flooring commercial flooring businesses in Melbourne and then we get into it by <laughs> chance, so it's it's a funny
0: fun. how it comes. But we've spoken about this many times, Matt, about work and lifestyle and being able to blend them together where they're not different. I struggled that. I struggled with that for many years, where I had this work facade, and then I thought that having them my weekend lifestyle was completely different. So I was oh, I got to work, but then you're battling with your time at home and things like that. And it's only been the last sort of several years. I changed my thinking due to one of my old, my old owner and mentor. And he said, you got to, it's all got to be one. It's got to flow. You got to feel comfortable in your work is part of your lifestyle. So it's nothing for me at home, jump on the laptop, doing work. But at the same time, if there's an event or something that I need to go to throughout the day, I know mentally I've put in 70 hours in the week anyway. (coughs) So I can go to those events and I can feel comfortable in going, having lunch with someone and doing all these things as part of the lifestyle and then building it in that I'm actually the happiest I've ever been, which we discussed last week. And I think when you talk to people like Jimmy and you have brought that into your home and now your kids have actually inadvertently been coached or trained for many years on business by you having those discussions and, yeah. It would seem fitting now that they're slowly progressing into your business because they've seen your work, your yours and Bernadette's work ethic.
2: It, it's a tough one because when you like for us, and we're two years into the Anderson's journey, and really, it's a good five, six, seven years of head down, backside up to get focused on and driving your business. Even though it was there thirteen years before we have get it, you've still got to come in and drive it. Yeah, it takes you a while before you. I, I still do. I do half day Saturday and Sundays and I have for two years straight. Like very rarely I have a a weekend off. But weekends, I call it game day. Weekends when or majority… That's when it all happens. Yeah, game day. Like we talk about sport, you don't see Michael Jordan taking the fourth quarter off. Yeah, I see Saturday and Sundays as your fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. that's what you work for. Golden point.
1: Yeah, I had a video shop for 10 years, a rental shop. And I worked, I think for the first five years, I worked every Friday night and every Saturday night. Because they were the days. Yeah. And Tuesday. So Tuesday, we had $2 Tuesday, which was ended up being just mental. Yeah. And then I would work Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, Friday night, Saturday night for about five years.
2: Video and pizza, because we had pizza. Yep. Eagle Boys Pizza was our first business. Same as the video. It's cheap Tuesday, yep. and they would get a pizza and get a video. Yeah. And then Friday and Saturday nights. And, and with pizza, you'd do 80% of your trade and 20% of your time. Yeah. So it was insane from 5 to 8, or yes. 5 to 7.30. So it was and if you can run a pizza shop, you can run any business in the world. Oh, high. yeah, I can imagine. that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's high volume.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It was a good business to go in first, but but very tough.
0: And I think it's very interesting because you're right. It's, most businesses are 20% of the time is when you're making your income. And I think that's where a lot of businesses fail. The, the bosses or people with egos now think, oh, or the busy times or the weekends or the, the time. That's my time. And it, they put their, they put kids or managers or people that don't have an invested interest into the business in those busy times, and then wonder why they're not capitalizing on that.
2: But I've done that, like when you've had multiple businesses, like you get, com- you do get comfortable. And I've had a business where I dropped the ball on and wasn't there as much, and it hurt. Luckily, I caught it, caught myself. Yeah, and it's the same going out and buying the European cars with the coffee on the number plates and they put the prices up and all of a sudden your long black coffee that's $4 is four twenty, and the bloke goes, oh, what do you need? Another Audi, right? Yeah, so yes. you, it's so easy. And again, I suppose it's the sh- Australian culture as well and that tall poppy syndrome. Again, a mentor of mine who's you know, really successful says when people ask how you're going, you keep your head above water. Because as soon as you tell people you're going to write, they tend not to want to cheer you on or follow you or spend their hard earned money with you. It's a sad thing. Yeah. In, in the Americans love it. They will support you more but in Australia. It's a really it's a really it's about ba- it's a balance of how well you're going versus what, what well, it w- was funny.
1: When I had the video shop and I had it from I think it was about oh six for about ten years, nine and a half years. And the first four years it was amazing. Then we started to feel the pinch with Netflix and all this kind of stuff. So it was funny. People would always go, oh, you're making so much money, making so much money. And we were. Like, for the first four years, we were really very successful. But when it mattered the most, those people would come in two or three times a week, those people were coming in once a week, and they'd still be thinking we're going great. I'm like, and they'd go, oh, how are you going? i go, I only see you once a week, mate. Yeah. So I'm doing 66% less than I was. Yeah. And so I think that the tall poppy thing in business is a very difficult hurdle. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe because I think that you're right. It's, how sad is it that you can't go, yeah, I'm going, we're going well here because then people go, well, stuff Jimmy, we're going to we're gonna go yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Like yeah, it's set, scary.
0: Instead of thinking he must be a good businessman, he's doing yeah. all the right things, <clears throat> he's driving the Audi, he's got the big boat, he's doing mm. all these things, he's getting weekends off, so let's support him mm. because he's obviously doing right by his customers. Mm. It's the opposite. It's yeah. why does he need my money? I'll go and help the battler down the road. Yeah that's struggling so there is that
2: it is a double-edged double-edged sword and again i've also had a business that was killing it and then all of a sudden it dies like the gravy train doesn't always run forever it doesn't and and again i had a successful business tell me that like when it's like covid when it's going crazy you just work harder because you know that's going to stop and it's it's happening now and the slowdowns now but if you're been smart and, and again when it's quiet that, when, that's when I think you've got to work harder Yes, you've got to work harder and if you don't you won't be here in two years
1: it's funny as a marketing agency we get that a lot and people will go oh I don't think we can we've had probably two or three clients in the last in the last six months when the screws have been tightening and it's going to happen again after yesterday with another interest rate hike Yeah, clients will go oh, I don't know if we can afford you and we're like this is when you need us 100% mm. and I think that you're right. When times are tough, you need to market. You need to be working harder. You need to do all these things that, because you, people aren't going to do it, and they're going to go, and you're going to be left. And yeah. I think that's what you've got to plan for.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. You've got again, when it's when it's flying, you got to make the most of it and hook in, and when it's quiet, you got to dig in. So.
0: There's no real time to back off when you've you just got, got a to keep working, mate. This is what working. I'm hearing. <laughs> you just got to keep working, and that's the story I'm hearing here. Is and we've lived through it. You've had many businesses. I've been through many as well, and I've realised I don't take. I I work seven days myself. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not working, and that may be just getting up at six o'clock on a Sunday, doing a couple of emails, just checking everything. Just
1: we know that's four thirty, Michael. But anyway,
0: <laughs> actually, I had. Greg, uh, when was it? Yeah, it was actually Sunday morning. So I jumped on, we got this new uh, CRM we're setting up and somehow he was tagged into all these, all our other sales reps' cards. So I've noticed that. So I've scorned in and started like changing it and just thinking, I'll spend an hour here this morning before everyone gets up and flick it all over. Little did I know that he had his phone notify that anytime someone changed <laughs> one of his cards, so at five o'clock on Sunday morning, He's, it was probably about six o'clock. He's, I can't say it on radio, but what the hell is going on? My phone is doing my head in. And then I'm like, oh shit, sorry, mate. I didn't realize you were tagged. So you're right. But what I'm trying my point I'm trying to make is I actually enjoy that. If I don't get up, my, my wife's, you're mad. And I'm like, if I don't, I actually get anxiety because it's like, I know I've got all those emails. I know that if I just put an hour in this morning and just get it done, that I can actually relax all day Sunday. Yeah, and, and uh, rather than knowing it's just going to bank up for Monday, and then I got to get up at two o'clock in the morning. It's you know. a balance
2: too, though. Like you've got to, even though we work hard, we also will make sure that we block out time to be able to. if It's going out and having dinner, or it's going to a movie, and it's turning your phone off. And mm. not often I turn my phone off, but if we go out for dinner, yeah, it's I leave it in the car, yeah, because um, if it rings, I'll answer it.
1: Of course. Oh, yeah,
0: you can't not. uh, Or it beeps. Or slaves
1: uh, to the phone. Everyone is. It's not just business owners. (laughs) You know what I mean? I had to chastise my daughter the other day. She's nine and a half, going on 20. And I'm just like, enough. Yeah. She grabs my wife's phone. She's got an iPad. She's got a school iPad. And she's got three freaking things going. She's got the TV going. I'm like, my God. (laughs) Like, how can you do all this? So I just ended up banning everything. I broke her heart. She Yeah. She hates my guts. Yeah. But and doing I, it for the uh, right
0: reason. I agree with you. And I've bought some property now and we've spoken about my farm meantime. That's one thing I love about <coughs> being out there now is that when I go out onto the field the phone stays inside. So I could be out there all weekend and not even look at it. And generally, with our business, there's not a lot that happens in the no, afternoon on a weekend. It's
2: we any, normally we normally ring Greg anyway. <laughs> so, so you used to answer my calls, but now I just I just I just ring Greg. I've got Rodman now, don't I? Yeah, yeah I
0: just yeah. he's my protector, and yeah. he'll let me know if I need to jump in and get involved. And I guess that's that sort of leads on to to my next question. What do you enjoy about dealing with clever and the team? And
2: oh, we've been. Big supporters. From day one, you, I think Michael was one of the first reps that come in and seen me. And the Helensvale store was old and tired and it had brown carpet down. I'm like, this is terrible. So we've done it up and put a, a lot of clever stuff down. And I like the fact that Clever's at Yatla. So for me, yep. it's 10 minutes down the road and Marina's, hey, Marina, I need some four four boxes. I'm coming to get it. All oh And she'll get it done. <laughs> so uh, I, again, it's like that family service. I know, like we, we had a job a lady moved a job out a week and we priced the job and said, you know what, actually, we can start that today because I can get the product. So we just raced down to Yatla and we got the job done. Got you know, Clever Prague down and you know, people were happy. So yeah, I love the fact we've had a couple of uh, couple issues with some boards. You guys come out straight away and one was our fault and one was a, a failure on a couple of boards and you guys fixed it. Again, for me, like it's a, about the relationships and that's in business too. I've got some suppliers that have wipe the hands on three or four claims, guess what? I just don't sell this stuff. Yeah. And I tell my staff that, nah, no, we're not supporting them. They don't support us. So it's got to be a two-way street. But on on the flip side, if it's m- my mistake or our mistake, I own it. Yep. That's on us. That's not – we don't try and say, oh, that's your issue. No, nah, you know what? That is an installation issue or that is a fault of our Just we'll just buy some more product and redo it. And that's only happened a couple of times. But, yeah, it's the relationships like
0: it's interesting because for all of, I guess, my journey with Clever, that's been my one motto, is it's not when things are going good where people notice you, it's when there's a problem. Yeah, And I think that's where our team, or I know that's where our team stand up the most, yeah. because when there is a challenge, we want to get in there quickly you know, <clears throat> you're ringing our phone two or three times. Okay, there's a problem. We need to not it bury an- out. You should answer the first time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes I'm here podcasting. I've got other things to do. And yeah. cool. Greg usually takes most of my calls, as we've mentioned a couple of times. But my point is, there's an issue. We need to stop doing what we're doing. We need to address it. We need to fix it. Yeah. And we need to work together to have an outcome, not bury the head in the sand, which I know a lot of people do. They're like, oh, just ignore it and it'll go away. And I've known been in business for me... To Problems do not go away. They only actually fester and get bigger. So the quicker we can solve them, the quicker we can work together. And then like you said, then there's a a respect built between both parties that, hey, they're coming to the party when they've got a problem. I'll also come to the party. I just actually dropped a customer yesterday because a similar situation happened where we've come to the party. He wanted certain things and straight away, I'm always, okay, you know what? I'll give. I don't mind putting us forward first. But then when it comes to giving back or just respecting our team, oh, no, you, you should be happy that I'm just giving you money. And I was like, sorry, that's not how we do business. And poor Cindy, I had her on the spot yesterday, and we removed samples from a shop then and there. And she's looked at me like, are you seriously doing this? And I'm like, if you don't respect our family, and he disrespected her right in front of me, and I will not have it. I don't care, money is nothing when it comes to our family and the way that we work.
2: Everything's a relationship. I mean, if you don't, like, your wife, if you don't respect your wife and treat her like she deserves to be treated, guess what? There is no wife. It's the same with customers. Like, without customers, there is no business. And it's it's really hard because you get them customers that... I had a customer recently that we tried to do everything to lay a floor, took different trims and... She agreed to it all. Then when we turned up, she said, no, I didn't agree to that. So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you your money back. No problems at all. So I'd give her her money back. We had already bought the product and bought it all. Then she wrote a horrible, defamatory Google review. And we worked really hard getting our Google reviews up. I actually sent her a letter from the lawyer and uh, she removed it because it was just not true. Mm. Now, if that Google review was true, Again, we'll cop that because yep. you know what? Yeah, you're right. That's on us. Yeah. But it's my wife said, "Oh, don't worry about." it. I'm like, no. Sometimes you got to draw a line in the sand, and it's the same with, yes. with with customers, like for you guys. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're laying floor. It's not. We're surgery. not curing we're not, cancer. No, nah, so it's <laughs> yeah. You, let's let's treat everybody how we want to be treated.
0: And problems happen, things occur, and again, like we said, it's the way you manage it. Yeah. But when people's expectations are just unrealistic. Or one-sided or basically there's boundaries there then you've got to ask yourself do I even want to be talking to this person and I've got a point in my life now where I only want to be dealing with people that want to deal with me or want to respect our similar sort of morals and what we I don't have time to deal with people
2: you do you'll sell it to them but you're just not going to give them the service that they mm. probably deserve right? yeah you, yeah uh, and that's it's just use, a transaction that's that's There's no We, we generally you know, Someone's spending 10, 20 grand on floors A lot of times I'll go and we'll have a look And we'll take some photos And we've gone through The journey with them So it's Yeah it, It's different to coffee It's 50 cents And it's See you later See you tomorrow mm. You know what I mean Where people Again we mightn't see them For five years But hundred friends might see the floors and say, hey, who did these? And they go, oh, Anderson.
0: Do you think that working in, I guess, coffee, that hospitality type? Because my background was hospitality. I started in bars and nightclubs and face-to-face. Working
1: or well, just social. I got paid to be there. <laughs> but to be honest, back I could in say that I started in hospitality as well. Dollar drinks on a Thursday, <laughs> dollar drinks on a Friday, I at told the pub on kids, a Saturday. I
2: told my kids about Dollar Benson, Dollar Bourbons at Benson. They're like, what a
1: dollar? Yeah. I,
2: don't I
0: remember serving people like you and they'd come up and buy 10 at a time, put on the table and I'm thinking, they're dollar for the next couple of hours. But yeah, bang, they'd walk in, 10 bucks, 10 drinks, no. the table was chocolate. Now they're 15 for yeah. Jack Daniels. I know, it's yeah. a joke.
1: I remember at, I'm from Sydney, from the Northern Beaches, and DY Hotel changed, become the Jet Club. And on Thursday nights, it was dollar drinks all night, all night. So we'd have footy training and it'd be 8.30, we'd go and we'd have a shower. By quarter past nine, we're in the Jet Club. And I'd take twenty bucks, and I remember I would buy four, four bourbons and a beer, uh, four times, <laughs> and, and then I'd stumble out, perfect, and go home. <laughs> that was uh, it. Twenty <laughs> bucks
2: doesn't even get you one and a half. No, no it's crazy.
0: You're lucky if you actually get a drink in some places for twenty bucks. So I, I was
1: laughing. I was watching a movie the other day, and. and it was the forty-year-old virgin. Right? I don't know if you've seen it yet, but yep. he's, they're like, and Steve Carell's like the the forty-year-old virgin. That's he says Greg, to his mate, it? Is it like "That right is me, it's, it's it's Greg's Greg. autobiography." Yeah. <laughs> and um, and he says, "Oh, it's really busy in here tonight." And his mate goes, "Yeah, it's nine-dollar beer night." And I was like, "That's what it's like." Yeah, I'm like it's a deal for nine bucks now.
2: So you're talking about the hospitality and how that sort of transitions across into
0: correct because i again i learned a lot of people skills are you dealing with a fast paced industry you got people who come in who are quite pleasant when they arrive but generally by the end of the night they're not so pleasant and not all of them most of them are very jovial and have a good time but i think you got to deal with a lot of high paced energy face to face and i put a lot of my skills in business now and i think a lot of the people that i've had working for me and a lot of people i've spoken to in business that started in that hospitality industry tend to be ones that are probably more successful later on in life.
2: It's common ground. Like, no one coming into a flooring store just to browse. Yeah, And that's... Yes. No one walks into a carpet shop. Oh, I'm just browsing. Like, you're going to a clothes shop. Oh, I'm just having a look. And generally, you have going to a clothes shop, people aren't going to have a look. But you're not coming to a carpet shop, flooring right. shop you're to right. browse. People go, oh, I'm just here to browse. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm busy. Let me know when you, you put a, a bit of it back onto them. But it's finding common ground. So... I'll give you an example. I had a guy that come in, was just browsing, had a Hellensvale Hogs rugby shirt on. Yep. Or Coomera, one of the Co- Coomera crushes. I said, oh, he come in and he said just browsing and then I left him for a minute and then I went, oh, hey, are you a Coomera crushes? Oh, Tony's a coach over there. Straight away, common ground. So the browsing went to come and give us a free measuring quote for our carpet. So I think finding common ground really quick. Yeah. If it's dogs or kids and most people have a pet, most people have kids. So finding common ground is something that we try and do pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's a skill in itself, like actually being interested in people. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, we've discussed this many times as well. Where finding some, like you said, common ground or being actually genuinely interested. Like people like talking about themselves. Yeah. So if they feel comfortable and they can have a conversation. Because I also know people don't like salesmen. <laughs> like I really dislike when I go in someone, they're just selling. They're not we went to buy a car recently. And the guy come over and was selling us everything other than what – every time we spoke, <laughs> he started selling. And I'm thinking, you're not even listening. Yeah. To the point that we actually wanted a car in that lot. And I just left. I just walked out. I just thought, how, how could I give this guy my money when he's showing no interest in me or what i got to say? And with flooring, it actually needs to go to that next level because not only do you need to show interest in them, but then you also need to go to their house – and actually advise them on... Not every floor suits every environment, which we know. Yeah. They're trusting... The most clever's
2: fit the environment. Uh, <coughs> <clever>. well, throughout <coughs> our whole range, we could
0: definitely find a product within our definitely, range. Definitely got
1: a Scotia or a trim to fit, as there's about 9,000 of them.
2: My, my wife yeah. says to me, and she even said it before I left to come down here, you've got... Two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> so she said that because I love a chat. So yeah. I'm always cut yeah, off. I prepped. Off I prepped Matt before you came. Yeah, in. It, yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's interesting though because most of the people we talk to here have been born into flooring. Yeah. yeah, you're the first person that hasn't been. You're the you're only five years on your flooring journey, really. Two two years. Two okay, years. two years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So all the skill sets that you've learnt before, how have you found the flooring industry?
2: I think definitely having, running other businesses, and this is more the back-end stuff. Like, the back-end stuff's a lot in flooring. And I talk touch points. There is probably 30 touch points from when you meet a customer to when you get their job laid. There's probably 30 touch points as far as finding out floor prep. And there's a lot of things to do to get a floor laid, especially with hard flooring. Carpets, Carpet's easy, like it's... When you get to the hard flooring, it starts to, there's 30 touch points where my experience of being, having experience in other businesses definitely made it easier. But as far as the flooring journey, I've been pretty lucky that the training that we got at Anderson's was really good. And I don't overcomplicate it, I don't get into the technical side of things. I go, it's colour, it's this will work because of this and this. Just keep it, keeping it simple. Again, you give advice to people. And again, the Anderson's 100-day guarantee really helps that. So if you come in and pick yeah. a colour and don't like it, guess what? You can come and change it. Yeah. Just cost them a nice bottle of red. So my seller's starting to get some nice bottles in there. Yeah. Because we've had a few. I don't know if Sid at head office likes it too much, but it's there for a reason, right? So yep. I think having that brand behind you has made it easy. But no, it, the flooring, it's been an eye-opener. There's a lot of things. A, I'm a fireman. I'm always putting out fires. Carpet will come short, or we've undermeasured by two boxes. There's always something that comes up most days. A lot of the times, there's small issues, and we get fixed. But having a good sales team behind you makes it a lot easier. So it's definitely different. Yeah, it's different. It's rewarding. We've been lucky enough to probably double the business. But again, we come into it in a gravy train. The gravy train was running. We just jumped on the. Steered it a little bit differently, and again, our team bought into what we were doing, and we worked r- 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 really, really mm. hard.
0: I think you got to give yourself credit. Like as much as the gravy train was running when you bought in, it's not now. I've seen your journey coming in and being two years into it. We've created a good friendship as well as a business partnership. One of the things I find interesting, which we've also spent, is apprenticeship. So you mentioned that you're two we young got four four apprentices. Yeah, so
2: there was one when we bought it. There was one on, and then we have put three on. Actually, there was two on. One had just finished his time. So Jasper, he's out now. He's laying. He just he doesn't like carpet. He just does vinyl and, yep. and hard flooring because I've seen how much he gets paid with the floor prep. So no wonder they're doing <laughs> the hard flooring. But t- no, having the apprentices, like i got Kobe, who's he's actually a he was a world champion wakeboarder. And when COVID hit, he couldn't travel and he didn't know what to do. And he, his dad was friends with, with Rowan Hodge, the CEO, and he said, oh, what about flooring and Kobe's a great kid. I wish I had 10 of him. He's, yep. he's unreal. So he's great. He's nearly finished. He'll be out on his own. And then obviously my two two boys and one of their mates, there's a way that you can feed your family. And as a father and of boys or daughter, you want your, we do what we do so our kids have a better life than what. You know, that's life right Correct. and I'm saying that you can feed your family out of this. I know if they get it and they want to they want to do it in the grass but you've seen the layers of what yep. kind of cars they're driving and what kind of lot and then they start at 6 and they finish at 12 Yeah, and they, they make really good money so it's a good it's a good industry for the boys to get into and, and it's
0: really an important part we speak about obviously the supply and the selling but the installation part is, is an area that we've spoken to the FCIA, Fiona, we've spoken to ADFA with Randy. So a lot of people have realised that there's a shortage in good labour skills. So it's a real credit to you and your team of actually putting apprentices on yeah. because a lot of businesses out there are just using contractors, I guess people who aren't skilled, which is fine because over I think the numbers were around that 80% mark of our industry is unskilled. But what we're not seeing is a lot of the stores or the groups actually promoting apprenticeships. So me personally, I'm really proud to hear that you're putting your your young people through the apprenticeship program. Yeah. Because I think the more people that get them licensed and then also it gives your customers confidence – we're not just using any joe off the street we're actually got professionals coming in who are doing apprentices who are being trained in correct practices and not only laying floors but how to be professional businessmen and i think that's a part that some industries forget is doing an apprenticeship creates they got their own business yep. running their own contract company yep. so yeah it's really good to hear that and you're getting behind that the
2: layers they just turn up so it's again it's a great there's any young ones out there that are thinking what to do, flooring. If you can get an apprenticeship in flooring, again, once you're qualified, they're not going out chasing work. We're doing that as a store owner, selling it. All they do is I go, here you go, Michael, here's your for your next month, here it is, and this is what you're going to get paid. And they're like, oh, happy days. Yeah. But it like you said, there's a lot of – it's hard work. Like the, They're down the, on their
0: hands and knees all day.
2: It's, it is hard work, but, again, it's rewarding for them. If they want to put in the time and the effort, they can – like I said, that you can feed your family out of it, and mm. that's on, yep. and that's how we've run our business as well. So it's not just about me and Bernadette and how much money we can make. Like we want our layers. Again, at the end of the day, why do we do what we do? We do what we do to get ahead for our families. So Correct. we use that motto for our layers. Like there's going to be some jobs where we're going to have to go in a bit tighter. Yep. There's going to be other jobs that there's a bit more margin in it, and we'll share the love. So it's not about us making more; it's about all of us making more. And I've been really lucky with our tr- subbies that have been great. They don't work for anybody else. Yeah, We've kept them busy as well, so that obviously that helps. But yeah, you're only, again, they're the last touch point.
0: Oh, <clears throat> they're the lasting memory that the customer has. Like you could do all the work in the shop yeah. and make them all feel fuzzy and yeah. put down that deposit. Yeah. But really, yeah. at the end of the day, the last people they see are your installers or your yeah.
1: contractors. Yeah, so um, it's
2: important. Again, you're only as good as your team.
1: So what's the future up there at Helen's? Where to next?
2: Well, it's only two years in, so yeah. I really yeah. Look, we've got the opportunity to do another store a little bit further further south, sorry, further north. So we're just exploring them options at the moment. Obviously, interest rates going up. Do we do a second store or don't we? So we're just seeing how things go for the next twelve months. We've just renewed our lease at Helen's Vale and gone from five hundred square meters down to three hundred, so it saves a bit of cost. We've got a. Go and get an external warehouse now. that's ours, so just uh, just consolidate. Let's yeah. let's get to that five year mark and then, maybe make some decisions. But yeah, we've really enjoyed it. I love the fact that the boys are involved. Yeah, it's good to see. Like we, the, all the boys have moved out, which is amazing. I love it. My, <laughs> so empty nesters now. So lucky. It's unreal, and but. My wife was upset, but she sees them every day. Yeah, at work. works, so it's okay. My relationship's better with the kids because they're gone. Because I was always yeah. the, I was the come on, pick that up. The only time me and Bernard argued is when about the kids. It was about the kids for I'm sure. Like, so now I'm like, well, what are you? Nothing. S- I'm perfect. Yeah, so it's good. So it's good having the kids involved, and that's probably been the one of the most enjoyable parts of the journey. Actually, is all doing it together. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty <laughs> cool.
0: was of just my young fella cruise I had a bit of. Issues going back into mainstream school this year. So he pulled out of school in year ten. Yep. I went to trade school and was going down the path of electrical apprenticeship following his older brother. And then towards the end of last year, just starting to seem lose interest, making himself sick. And long story short, we ended up moving out to the farm and put him back into the school out there at Bow Desert High.
2: Yeah.
0: Wasn't he couldn't fit back in. He'd been out of school, like the normal mainstream school, now too long. And I had a discussion with the school not only a week ago. I said, look, he, he, it's not that he's beyond school, but for him, it's just so mediocre. Like being back there, going through all the, more the social stuff. The schooling, he's got no issue if he's breezing through the schooling because it was so much more advanced at the trade close because they had to cram in basically a whole term's worth of work in four weeks. But then having it just spread over a term and then having just all this social stuff going so on. So he's
2: working for you now?
0: <coughs> yeah, as of uh, yesterday. So
2: a, 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 for you, who you've never had a son that's worked for you. No. So you've got to treat him like you treat everybody else. Now, you get, trust <laughs> me, because oh. I've coached my kids basketball and obviously yeah. my kids have worked for me and... Sometimes I would, and I'd say something to one of the twins, you can't do that, mate, but I would never say it the same way to one of the other apprentices, so it's a, re- it's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to do. Your expectations of your kids are a lot higher of than what your staff are, but it's really important that you treat him the same as everybody else, and it takes a lot of work to do that. That would be one of my biggest lessons that I, if I could pass on to anybody, is if you do have kids working for you, you've got to treat them like they're another... You're
0: so rich. how do you like and this is what I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask how do I because I haven't done this before. You've yeah. done it for a couple of years now. So how do I when he's done something wrong or because there's that level of you want to protect your family and your kids, but at the same time you gotta hold them accountable.
1: What would happen if Greg did something wrong? How would you speak to him? Greg do something wrong? I know he's I know he's Superman. It's okay. very hard to well, imagine. What, what, would he, what would he what would do if he but how would you speak to him if he hey, did something? If he made wrong? a mistake. If he made yeah. a mistake.
0: No, you just pull him up on it and, and that's, you the crews. And oh, no, that's but, how you talk straight up but the
2: Greg
1: crew. wouldn't
0: tell me he knows better That's the difference <laughs> right well, is then you, get,
2: then you get somebody else you get somebody else to tell him And yeah. that's
0: actually a good point because I actually Adam who used to the job he's moved upstairs now I rung him this morning and I said to Adam I said you know what from today cruise reports to you yeah because like we go home we had a ch- we drive to and from work together so I can chat to him and I can coach him. But I find that also if there's things that he doesn't want to do, he's, a, he's an 18-year-old teenage boy. So there's going to be that thing where I know better, Dad. But I said to Adam, I said, from a technical point of view and from when it comes to work, once we turn up at that door, I'm not his boss. Like, I don't manage the warehouse, guys. I manage the company. So I really want you to step in between and do that. And yeah.
2: You talk about coaching. Again, I've coached basketball a lot of kids and coach my son, so... I could say to Ethan, hey, you need to do this and this. And roll his eyes. And then we were lucky enough. Perro Cameron, who was in the national coach for New Zealand, was around Gold Coast basketball. He'd go to Ethan, hey, why don't you do this and this? He's like, oh, great idea. Like, it's, the so it's, it's, it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff that you used say. Third-party third validation. Yes. To hear it from your dad is whatever, dad. But yes. to yep. hear it from somebody, oh, Adam said I should do it this way. Even, though know, in your mind, you get what I just told you that, idiot. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it's a great thing that you've done that you've got Adam to look at. And just be Cruz's dad. And if he, if it's a real stuff up, then you can go, hey, listen. Yeah. Mate, this is what. Yeah.
1: You're not eating for a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and War, I want to walk home. <laughs> and I don't want to
0: be his boss. I want to remain to be yeah. his dad. Yeah. And and because the other thing I don't want to be saying is he gets privilege because. For sure. And that's what I've told all. Anyone the,
2: that knows you knows that your cruise is <laughs> not going to get privilege. So oh. you I'm going to be riding yeah. Yeah. him.
0: Like you said, the expectation on yeah. him is actually yeah. higher.
2: The only one that gets privilege is Greg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
0: Obviously, everyone talks
2: mm, about him. Uh, so,
1: Jimmy, I think lastly, we've covered everything to do with your business, covered everything to do with your family. You said you love golf.
2: Love golf.
1: What do you think about the news this morning?
2: I think it's great. I heard it on the way down. Unbelievable, yeah? hey? Yeah, it's good. It was always going to happen.
1: How pissed off would Waru McElroy be that he didn't take the 150 and then 12 months later? Oh,
2: he'll probably get that 150 He's get, now. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with he'll, that. He'll probably get it.
1: So the PGA Tour yeah. and Live Golf, Live Golf went split. Yep. With other people, they've actually now merged. As of last night, they've come back together. The Saudis are now bought in. Yep. They're now going to finance it. It's going to be all the cases this, are gone. All the cases are gone. All everything's gone. They're wow. back together, which was always going to happen. I didn't think it would happen this quickly. No. Though.
2: And you asked about what would Rory think? He's living his.
1: He's it, the hundred and fifty s are dropping the ocean. No, to be it's honest, not, yeah. it's so I think that he doesn't need that. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, anyway, interesting times. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Actually, I think because I think that live showed a way that I don't like the three rounds. I think uh, traditionally I'm a four round guy. Yeah. But I think some of the other stuff Liv did was pretty freaking good. I had some
2: mates go to Adelaide and they said they were on the hole that like had the hole in one the and yeah. they said it was unreal. Yeah. That's yeah. nah, good. Yeah. 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 I think
0: the game had to change. I, mean, I think like cricket. Cricket obviously went through that era back in yeah. what, the eighties, yeah. where it was just test match and it was becoming boring. So to try and get different uh, viewerships and things like that, obviously brought in the one days and then just most recently now they brought the 2020s in and I'm not a cricket fan. I actually flicked the cricket on to go to sleep, golf (laughs) on to go to sleep. (laughs) I just don't find it interesting. But when Liv come and that was the first time I, because all of a sudden you got interest. So you got these people arguing, you got people splitting into different areas. I was actually more interested in the politics of how it was all going down. That has got me, I've actually had two games of golf since then, prior to that, had no interest in golf whatsoever. What so is wrong
2: with you? How can you not want to play? Like, it's the hardest game in the world to play.
0: <clears throat> I still can't hit a ball. <laughs> like, I, a round of eighteen, I might be able to hit it <laughs> half a dozen times. Like, when I say hit it, I actually get behind it and feel like I've actually had yeah. it. I can miss hit it <laughs> very well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good for golf. It's actually bringing more people into the conversation and.
1: Yeah, it's interesting time. I'm looking to see what they do next. Yeah, it'd so, be interesting. Uh, yeah. Next, I think this year you probably won't see much of it. This year, but I think next year would be something pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, enjoyed our time.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me on the underlay.
1: Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You'll You'll be be back you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, no
2: worries. Yeah. Don't I say that very often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it to Michael ever. Nah. Yeah, okay, he still keeps he's turning, he's turning up, up though. Every Wednesday. It's yeah. <laughs> like oh, you're here again. Yeah. <laughs> No, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Pop up to see Jimmy and the family at, up there at Answers Helen Vale. You'll get a great service and you can see a couple of gigantic dogs as well. Yeah,
2: when they're
1: there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Thank it's been you. great. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The Underlay. If you want to hear more, follow us on all good podcast platforms.